Hi, I'm Peter Anthony. And I'm Steve Angel. You're listening to Men With Spirit. Join us as we explore what it means to be a modern man and to live a spirited life. G'day and welcome to this 16th episode of Men With Spirit on Radio Karam. And this week we're talking about men's health and particularly andropause. Now as we do uh, every week, we just want to put this into some sort of context. So if you're listening to us live, you already know that you can listen to the show via the Radio Karam app at 4pm on Thursdays. You can also grab the podcast versions of the show with or without our carefully selected music within um, a day or so. Look for the Radio Karam Men With app on your favourite podcast platform. In these episodes, we look at the issues that can prevent men from fully, fully showing up in the relationships that matter to them most. And we delve into the work we do in our regular uh, weekly uh, men's groups and where we encourage men to get out of their heads and more into their hearts. G'day from me, Peter Anthony, and g'day to my co-host, Steve Angel. Hey, Pete. How are you? I'm excellent, thank you. I'm uh, very uh, excited after we had another meeting in um, Menion last night in Gippsland. That was great fun. But, uh, yeah, pumped up. And I'm particularly pumped up with our special guest who we'll introduce shortly. Are. Now, how have you been? Have you had any more speeding tickets Thankfully, no. Thanks very much. <laughs> Thank you. No, um, I, although we did know that I travelled through that intersection two or three times, uh, but I haven't seen a speeding ticket, so knock on wood there. Well, we put a warning out to everyone in the, the Frankston area to be very careful near Davy Street if you're driving, driving through Just there. Avoid 40 it. k's an, an hour, people. I would avoid it, yeah. 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 Um, other than that, how am I feeling? Actually, I'm going to whinge for a little for a little bit. Yeah, why well, not? Everyone else does. See, seeing it's Men's Health Week, I've actually done something to my hand, to my wrist, and my my hand itself. And I was doing one of those very male things. You know, uh, uh, is this too much? No, 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 not one of those. No, <laughs> right. not one of those. No. <laughs> I don't like doing one task over and over again. Mm-hmm. So you know, like when you get your groceries from the boot of your car mm-hmm. i don't know about you but i'll try and grab all of them together and then go to the go to the very much i think so did that the other day in the kitchen i had all of my um ingredients out that i was putting back into the fridge and i decided i'll only do one trip so i grabbed them all in my hand and all i have is my ring finger left mm. of my right hand to open the fridge door and i think i must have pulled something pretty severely there because it is aching all the way up my arm at the moment but well, men will do this sort of thing. Yes, they will. They will. I'd never do something like that. <laughs> much, much. Please, please. <laughs> Anyhow. Okay. You've survived. That's the main thing. Yep. That's just my story for Men's Health Week. But otherwise, you're okay? I am good. Good, Thank good, you. good. Okay. Um, as I mentioned last week, that uh, 13th to the 19th of June is being recognised as Men's Health Week. So we thought we'd do something particularly special and um, we've invited a very special guest on onto the program to discuss a subject that's very seldom discussed, andropause, which is the male version of menopause in women. Uh, we thought discussing the topic could help many men and their partners. 
and we're delighted to have joining us for this discussion Pearl Rogers, who practices locally. Uh, Pearl is a renowned clinical homeopath, spiritual counsellor and educator, and um, psychotherapist. She's also a director of Sphinx Spiritual and operates from a clinic and training uh, facility in Mornington. Pearl, welcome to Men With Spirit on Radio Carum. Thank you, Steve, and thank you, Peter, and... um Lovely for you to have me. Oh, we're excited. Thank you for coming, pal. Uh, before we get on to the topic of men's health and andropause um, specifically, perhaps you could tell us a bit more about you as a person, uh, Pearl. Um, where were you born and all that sort of thing? Yes, I was, I was born in Northern Ireland, brought up and educated in Northern Ireland. I moved to England when I was 18 years old and I worked in um, a couple of areas in England and attached to government functions and I emigrated to um, Australia in 1982. I, I commenced my study in England as well. Moved here in 1982. That's a fair while ago. It is. A lot is. of water under the bridge in that time. It is. And you've got a family and everything now? What, um, I have and a f- you live in Mornington, don't you? I live in Mornington now and I have a family. I have four grown sons, a grown daughter. I have um, four grandchildren and a husband. Keeps you busy. Got the lot. Yes, I've got the whole kit and caboodle. <laughs> you do. What, uh, what other interests do you have these days besides um, all the work you do? Yeah, my my interest is generally my grandchildren today and my family. Family is extremely important to me. Um, getting away with my husband um, out into the country and spending time in the country when we can. Um, we're, we're very, very tied up with our spiritual work and teaching of the spiritual work. And, of course, as you know, I'm also the director of the spiritual counselling school, so I'm teaching a 15-month counselling course, and that's um, once a month generally. So that does not leave too much mm. spare time. No, no, you're a very busy person. Yeah. That's why we're so pleased to have you here with us today. Yes. So in terms of your specialisations and qualifications, what, um, and given we're going to be talking about men's health and uh, andropause in particular, people would ask, well, who's Pearl Rogers in that respect and what, what background and qualifications do you have to speak on the subject? Yeah. Well, I am primarily a clinical homeopath. That's my first love and that has been my in- entire career, of the one that I love most of all and specialised in most of all. I've had a clinic in Warnington for 29 years now. It was a full-time clinic five days a week up until um, four years ago and then I reduced it down to um, three days and... Um, Two days mostly now seeing patients face to face. I have um, treated over those years, um, I don't know exactly what the number would be, but thousands, in mm, the thousands mm, mm. of men and women. And particularly, a particular interest I took in andropause um, actually started with my husband and observing my husband and changes in my mm-hmm, husband mm-hmm. and thought, what's going on here? And um, I then became aware of the subject of andropause from England, so I started researching it, started studying it, started seeing more and more men who certainly fitted into that, char- uh, that uh, category, and my ex- 
expertise, if you wish to call it that, that has built up with anthropos over probably the last 20 years, I would say. Okay. And um, do you treat it... Well, we'll, we'll come on to the treatment and what the mm-hmm. characteristics are shortly. Mm-hmm. But you also, as well as being a homeopath, you also do um, spiritual counselling as a practitioner. You educate yeah. people in the course, yeah, in the, yeah. the diploma course. Yeah. Um, what does spiritual counselling involve and how does that differ from normal counselling? Yeah, spiritual counselling involves itself very much with values, um, a, a set of values that people have in their life, what they live by and uh, dealing with childhood and issues that have been created in childhood that people tend to hold on to. It would be wonderful if when everyone got to the age of 18 we could all suddenly turn around and say, well, my childhood's behind me and I can forget all of that now and start living with all new values, all new thoughts and all new aspirations. But that doesn't happen because we take the baggage from childhood with us right into life or sometimes with some people until we die. So spiritual counselling is about looking at why you have the behaviours you have, what are negative behaviours, changing those to positive behaviours, understanding why you've been doing it, and setting yourself a set of values that you can live your life by. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And generally the counselling is co-joined with a homeopathic um, consultation. People will generally come to me because they have got a health problem the health problem will often uh, arise from emotional issues. Um, you know, we must be aware that uh, a very, very large part of illness and disease is caused by the mind. It's caused by our emotions. It's caused by what we feel about ourselves, about our environment, and what other people have done to us. So people will come generally with an illness and when I discover where, where the roots of that illness is, then we will also combine spiritual counselling with the homeopathic treatment. Okay. Um, Can I just interrupt? Yeah, how, does, how does a homeopathic work with the spiritual counselling? Why the two together? Well, the homeopathic is going to work with the disease, it's, if there is a disease mm-hmm. there. Uh, even though it's caused by an emotional cause, there is still a pathological disease going Mm -hmm. on for some people. They can create that disease by their mind and how they feel about what their circumstances in life. So just doing counselling is not going to help with the symptoms and problems that people are dealing with. So the homeopathic medicine is going to deal with that component Mm -hmm. of what a person comes to me for. And and, um, Hanuman healing is another form of emotional healing that's often used in conjunction with uh, homeopathy. uh, Uh, Absolutely. I do not do Hanuman healing, but we have a whole group of people who do. Hanuman healing is designed to help to shift um, emotional causes, emotional blockages held in the body. Mm -hmm. It won't shift emotions from the mind. It doesn't treat with the mind. But of course, it's a complex area and it's a complex area to explain in a short time. But where a person holds on to emotional upsets, loss, grief, betrayal, hurt, whatever has happened in life, it will be held in a part of the body as well as the mind. So Hanuman healing will deal with moving it out of the body, generally where it's held in muscle. Hanuman healing will deal with that. And very successfully. Okay, so using those different modalities in conjunction with with the right help from a practitioner yes. uh, can really get yes. some very significant results fairly quickly. Oh, absolutely. Mm. It's not often 
that I would refer to one of our practitioners for Hanuman healing because homeopathy, of course, is much more powerful than Hanuman healing. Mm. So I would use that. But but for practitioners who are just doing counselling, um, they can call upon Hanuman healing as a, a very powerful modality to help mm. where there's emotional issues. Good. Um, in terms of men's health, given that's the major focus of today's program, um, are there any general observations based on your own experiences um, regarding men's attitude to health generally, if you look at physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, uh, blokes seem to be somewhat uh, reluctant to take their health seriously. Why, why do you think that is and what's been your experience over the years? Yeah, my experience with older men, and I'm certainly talking here about men in the 50 age group um, later, there is a cultural issue that men... Um, don't complain so much. They're expected to just get on with the issues in life. There's also with a lot of men, they're the provider to the family. So they get an ache or a pain or a problem. And they hold the belief that they can't take time off to deal with that, that they can't afford to um, have tests. They can't afford to perhaps have surgery that may be um, recommended by their GP. And their view will be, I can't take that time off, I can't take that recovery off, I have to work, and so they keep going. Um, that's changing with younger men. Mm -hmm. I'm certainly finding today with young men in their 20s and in their 30s, they're much more aware of health, they're much, much more readily discuss health and will seek problems for health. So I'm talking about today, of course, with andropause, I'm talking about the men in the later stages of life. Right. Good. Um, do you want anything to that, Steve? Or no, I, I I think I can really relate to that. I don't that idea of holding back when it, when you have an ache or a pain in your body, the idea that it's almost of a hassle. Wait till it's a real problem. From a physical point of view, I know I've done that myself. But as a, a counselor, I'm also noticing that when it comes to the emotional problems uh, within a, a gentleman's life, is that they'll often wait then for the so the relationship problems to become so unbearable, that is when they'll come. It's almost at the breaking point that mm. they're willing to move or, or forced to move. So it, it happens both from the physical point of view, it's also an emotional point of view. I've noticed as well that it has to get really bad before guys are going to do something about it. Yes, you're absolutely right. And it's because men are not used to talking about their emotions. Mm. You know, we haven't brought up our boys, we haven't taught our boys to be very open and express emotions. Mm. And older men, again, in this group, we're talking about Andrew Paul's um, grouping, they have never done this. They've no. never expressed emotion. And it's getting to those really high statistics that's happening now in the 50-year-olds and moving forward from that age where divorce rate is very high, separations is very high, and men are really left wondering, how the heck has this all happened? You know, men will often say to me, I've been married for 24 years or whatever it is, and all of a sudden it's just fallen down around my ears and I didn't know that that was happening. Yeah, yeah mm. surprise, absolutely surprised, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah, well, of course, all the signs were there that it was happening, mm. you know, and men just tend to ignore them, to avoid them, and the house falls down before they know. Mm. Yeah. 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 Okay, before we uh, share your first song, Pearl, um, 
just one final question. How do you find these um, treatments, homeopathy, spiritual counselling, um, Hanuman healing and so on, how do you find that uh, works in conjunction with conventional medicine as it's practised today? Yeah. Is it complementary or how does it work? Um, look, there are times that it be, can be complementary, but in the main it's not going to be complementary with a person who is taking a lot of chemical pharmaceutical drugs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, homeopathic treatment and pharmaceutical drugs can sit side by side depending on what the complaint is. But it certainly doesn't sit side by side. For instance, someone who's on antidepressants. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Antidepressants is not dealing with an emotional issue. It is just covering over an emotional issue, giving a person an opportunity to just stop and take it steady for a little while and be in a better place than perhaps they were before but it is not dealing with the problem. Homeopathy and spiritual counselling is 100% directed at dealing with the problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Mm-hmm. So for instance um, if I was got a patient who had been on antidepressants for a long time I would um, refer them to their general practitioner to, for their practitioner to help them to get off mm-hmm. the antidepressants. And then we would start dealing with the problems that caused them to be on them in the very first place. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Good. Um, as you know, Pearl, what we like to do is get our guests to uh, nominate some music as a mm. bit of a, a window into them as a person mm. and why the particular songs are important to them. Now, you've chosen some music today, the first of which is uh, Donovan's song, Universal Soldier as one of your favourites. Now, would you like to explain why this song is particularly meaningful to you? I would, and and it's probably my favourite song of all time. I just love this song. I first came across this song when I was probably 16, something like that, teenager. And over the next couple of years, I played and played and played this song so much until it absolutely dawned on me out of the blue one day that in respect of war, if people, of men and women, actually refused to go to war, we would not be able to have war. And I think that's an immensely profound thought. And could you just imagine if that actually happened in our world today? That would be fantastic. Okay, well, let's hear Donovan with Universal Soldier. Thanks, Thank Pearl. Thank you. Hi, my name's Paul Kennedy, and I'm a sport reporter for the ABC, and when I'm not listening to the ABC, I listen to Radio Karam. Tune in and enjoy. Hello, welcome back. You're listening to Men With Spirit on Radio Karam with me, Steve Angel, and my co-host, Peter Anthony. And today, we've got a special guest, clinical homeopath, spiritual counsellor and psychotherapist, and director of Sphinx Spiritual, Pearl Rogers, and we're discussing men's health, and in particular, we're discussing andropause. Now, Pearl, we started off the show mentioning andropause, but let's just get to the crux mm-hmm. here. What the heck is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, there's a lot of controversy about andropause because there are a few schools of thought that say andropause does not exist. Mm-hmm. I do not agree with that in any circumstances. Andropause is really male menopause. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the scientific argument that's often put forward is to say that the measurements are not the same of the vast drop in female menopause where the drop in estrogen can be measured as opposed to the drop in testosterone, which mm-hmm. is the male hormone uh, referred to as an androgen. Uh, but of course, that, that's a flawed argument because a man's body is not a woman's body and a woman's body is not a man's body. Mm-hmm. And just because a woman reduces X amount of estrogen doesn't mean that a man has to reduce significantly yeah. the same amount of testosterone. So um, for me, in the men that I have treated over many, many years, I am certainly in the school to say there is male menopause that we refer to as androgen. So what does it what does it look like for an average man that isn't even aware that this is happening? Yeah. What, what, are, what, are, what are the signs that they're going to be looking out for? Yeah. A man will generally come to me with the very first complaint will be lethargy. Mm-hmm. They're tired, they're lethargic, they have lost a little bit of interest in life, they don't want to do anything. They will come home and say, I just want to come home from work, I want to sit down on the couch, I want to have tea, and I fall asleep. Mm-hmm. And I'm starting to get joint pain. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, this can be linked with aging too. But there's a whole set of, of symptoms that kick in with the andropause. And they happen more slowly than what it does in women's menopause. In women's menopause, it tends to happen quickly over a period of 12 months. Menopause mm-hmm. is defined as a woman not having menstruation over a period of 12 months. And men's is much more slow, more insidious. Yes. And generally the signs that we'll see is we see the joint pain. Mm-hmm. We see the lethargy. We see a reduction in the mental power. Mm-hmm. We see a, a reduction in memory. Mm-hmm. We see thinning of hair, loss mm-hmm. of hair. We see um, the paunch, the belly fat starting. We see a reduction in eyesight. We see a reduction in general quality of life. We get a big reduction as it goes along in muscle strength. Mm-hmm. They certainly feel a man will talk about uh, the muscle strength in their wrist and in their fingers. And they oh, will hello, say, is that me? Is that what happened <laughs> to me? I was me? just thinking that was it, it wasn't it? So. For example, they'll often say, I can't open a jar mm-hmm. like I used to. I'm having trouble mm-hmm. in doing that. And this is because of the muscle energy in the wrists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They will also often, they will lose a lot of weight of the buttocks, their bum. Oh, yeah. Yes. You will see the trousers that once fitted. They don't have a bum to get into it anymore. It's all gone. It's moved to the front. <laughs> yeah. I, the I can identify with this. Yes. <laughs> the buttock has shifted to the front. Yeah. Mm. And it's one of the very first signs that I look at because it is a most definite sign of a reduction in testosterone. The fat is dropping from the buttock mm. and it's starting. The metabolism is slowing down. So it's moving to the front, it's moving to that paunch. And men, of course, generally keep on eating the same and the same amount as when they were fit, healthy, working men. That's a different topic to talk about, but they keep on eating what they don't need to, Mm -hmm. and that also adds to it. Sex drive is really reduced, yeah? You have got erectile dysfunction, yeah? They can't get erections as they used to. Mm -hmm. And... Men start to panic when this happens, and they talk to me about this. They don't know what's happening. 
they go into a secrecy about it. They don't talk about it. There is a vast difference at this point in time with women. Women know that menopause is coming. They will talk to their friends about it. They will daughters talk to their mothers about it or whoever they can about menopause. You know, men are not likely to walk into the tea room and say, I've got erectile dysfunction. It's no, not I can't see that happening no. No, It's not something that they share. So they start to panic about it, mm -hmm. what's happening. They'll come along to me for something completely different. Generally, as I said, lethargy. And then I'll start asking them all these set of questions and they'll give me all these answers, the hair loss. They're feeling a midlife crisis at times. One of the other things I look for that's so extremely common is they will walk in and say, all I'm required to do in my family is just to give, give, give to everyone else. Everyone just wants a piece of me. Yeah. And this is very much an emotional marker of male menopause for me. Mm -hmm. And it's been consistent, I can assure you, over many years. So I start asking all these questions and all the story comes out. And then I will say to these men, you've got andropause, you've got male menopause. Well, I can honestly tell you nine out of ten men will say, well, what are you talking about? I've never heard of that. Hmm. Yeah. That's what I would expect I have to a, say. I have a friend who is a medical specialist who I was talking to a few short years ago and started complaining to me about all these different things that he was feeling and he was worried about the loss of strength in his wrist and he was a surgeon and you know I'm really worried about this and I said it's andropause and he said what is andropause Pearl and when I explained it to him he said I have never heard one of my colleagues or anyone else ever talk about this he himself set off then on a course of research, and mm -hmm. I referred him to an andropause society in England where there was a lot of information at that time. And he got some treatments through me and was a much happier man. <laughs> Why is it, say, in some countries like Vietnam, for example, they take andropause much more seriously and there are, uh, I gather, hospitals that specialise in andropause and the treatment of uh, uh, that condition in, in men. Why, why is it not so highly uh, developed here in Australia, for example? Mm, absolutely. I think it's cultural, and the only answer I can really give to that, and I've been to the Hanoi Hospital of Traditional Medicine where they have a very sophisticated knowledge of andropause, and I think it's generally because Asian men are much more concerned about their sexual uh, ability. <laughs> they take it very seriously. And andropause is understood that it, that it happens to men and that mm. there are things that you can do about it. You know, andropause here in our Western society, um, because men don't talk about it, mm -hmm. because there's no one they if they go to many doctors, and I've seen this so many times, they'll go to their GP and, and give some of these symptoms they're giving me, but the GPs say that is aging, that is just normal aging. Mm -hmm. Well, it's it very, very often, if not always, it's more than normal aging. Of course, aging is in there, but andropause 
is overriding it. Yeah. Per, per when, will, when will it technically start to appear for... Now, you said earlier on it was 50s, but does it start any earlier than that for some guys? Or do we see most of the, um, the conditions really hit around 50? It does start earlier with some guys, and it depends what they do. Um, you know, from about the age of 38, 39, testosterone will start to reduce a little bit. Um, but in the 40s, if a man has got an extremely stressful lifestyle, and if they're drinking a lot, they're using illicit drugs, um, you know, social drugs, mm-hmm. you're going to see it brought on much faster than otherwise. So you can see it. I've seen it in men in their 40s who have been very stressed and very high-powered jobs, and they're drinking lots and lots and lots of coffee every day. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm particularly referring to a few guys who are stockbrokers mm-hmm. and who are on the floor of the stock exchange where there's complete pressure, pressure, pressure. There's a lot of drinking of alcohol. There's a lot of smoking. And this is it's causing the body to speed up in its metabolism. And where the body speeds up in its metabolism, it burns more of what our fuel is within the body. And in a man, that's testosterone, as well as lots of other hormones. Right. But testosterone is where it will show most of all. But we're seeing it mostly, I would say, certainly from the age of about 49 to about 55. Mm -hmm. That's where it's starting. That's generally where you'll see the lethargy, the muscle mass starting to decline a little bit. the sexual desire starting to decline a little bit and the erectile dysfunction happening a little bit. Um, then there seems to be a rest of about to about 60. 60 to about 64, 65, there will be what I call stage two. And that's really when you're talking about the hair, you're talking about the paunch, you're talking about losing some of the body fat, you're talking about depression, you're talking about memory, you're talking about eyesight. You're talking about those general, what we would call the aging systems. Mm-hmm. And I see stage three from about into the early 70s, from about 68 into the 70s, where you start to see if a man is not looking after his health. And I'm talking about making sure you've got the right minerals, the vitamins, the irons, all of the things we need to keep that body well sustained. If they're not looking after that, you're then looking at a lot of the serious complaints that are starting or have started just before that. You've got your cardiovascular, you've got your cholesterols, you've got your arthritis, you've Mm -hmm. got your diabetes, you've got all of these issues that's generally well on the way by then. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So with dealing with andropause, a man wants to start to look at the symptoms at around about the 50s and get put into place a program with a person who's qualified to do that. Now, they can often do that through a nutritionist as well, mm-hmm. as, as a good person to see, or someone like myself, where we test them for what is actually going on in the body with biochemicals, minerals, vitamins, whatever, and testosterone testing. Mm-hmm. They can also get testosterone tested through their GP. Now, GPs will very often um, refer someone for testosterone supplementation. And that comes in various various different forms. It can be injections, it can be gels, it can be um, patches, it can be pills. 
And Are we talking about like hormone replacement therapy? Hormone replacement what, therapy. What women would be very familiar with? Yeah, well, some women would be, yeah. Yes. But what we, and these today are opening up as, as anti-aging clinics. You will we'll see the term often, anti-aging oh, clinics. Yeah. But what one must remember very carefully is these are synthetic hormones. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're synthetic. They're not natural hormones. And, you know, um, synthetic hormones tend to be disruptors into the body. They certainly can lead to cancers in the body, etc., etc. So if a man can stay away from synthetic testosterone, that's a very good thing. Mm-hmm. We want to do something else that is not a synthetic form. Mm-hmm. So as a man, if you are affected by andropause pearl, um, what specifically would you suggest they do yeah. um, having heard you today what yeah. things would they do if they want to deal with it naturally mm-hmm. they would come to someone like me or they may find a naturopath who has got a specialist area in andropause too um, if they wanted to deal with their doctor they would deal with what i just said with the with the synthetic yeah. route which i don't recommend but if they come to someone like me i will do the testing to a laboratory a government-licensed laboratory or would test the functions of the body, including testosterone. Homeopathic medicines are fantastic for being able to increase the amount of testosterone in the body naturally. Mm-hmm. But it must be understood that menopause and andropause is a natural process. Mm-hmm. You know, Mother Nature is much, much smarter than science. Don't say that out too loud. You know what the scientists are going to say. I know, know, yes, but I I will will repeat. Mother Nature has all the answers. And in the circumstance where a woman has decided to be with a man and they've decided to have a life together and share a life together, a woman goes through menopause and, and the sexual part of their body Um, in terms of giving birth or growing a child is complete and that generally means that the sexual desire is a little bit reduced too well mother nature says you're with this man so we need to reduce his as well to match Mm -hmm. so that you step through life and all the different stages of life step by step by step yeah, mm. and that's where Mother Nature is extremely clever. Yes. That's all pre-programmed and that all just happens. It makes yeah. sense, doesn't it? It makes total <laughs> sense. So it doesn't make a lot of good health sense for a man at 55 or 60 to say, I want to load myself up with all the synthetic testosterone so that I can be what I was at 35. Mm. Yeah. That's not what nature intended. Yeah. So, you know, a man needs an awful lot of support and understanding at that point in time. They need an understanding from their partner that, hey, this guy is actually suffering what you suffered. You know, the same sort of symptoms and the same sort of mood swings and everything else. And it's a time in life now where you have to support each other emotionally and find new methods of enjoying a sex life together, which might be reduced in frequency, and that's okay, you know, because you're getting older, and that's what nature intends. Mm. I think yeah. that I think there's something that you said in that that I think was really important is we've listened to the physicality of what andropause will have on a guy and menopause on a woman. 
but there's that emotional element there and if you're holding on to secrets that is going on in your body and you're not sharing it with the person you've decided to live your life with you can imagine then sort of the conflict that will happen internally and therefore the relationship problems that are sort of underlying but it's all sitting there because they don't want to say hey Mm -hmm. i'm having some problems here you know i can't get an erection or i don't feel like i want to have sex i'm so tired it's not you it's me i mean all of these kind of things that are just being unsaid it just it, it's fascinating yeah. to think that if you could just speak up yeah you know i remember i remember a man who said to me once i ensure that i stay up watching television after my wife goes to bed mm. because i don't want to go to bed the same time as her in case she commences some activity where i'm expected to engage in sex because i can't so I just make sure she's in bed before me. Now, imagine that. Imagine the stress of that, the emotional strain of that. And I've had so many men when I say to them, this is andropause. This is the same as menopause, who just simply break down and cry, who just simply say, is this normal? Mm-hmm. Does this happen to other men too? And they are so relieved And generally, in a case like that, if they feel that they can't talk to their wife or their partner, I'll ask them to bring the wife and partner in. Mm -hmm. And we'll just simply talk about everything that's happening. And always the man will say, yes, 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 yes. Everything you've said, everything you've asked, that's been happening to me for the last year, the last two years, you know. Mm -hmm. And there's just so much relief to understand that this is a process that happens to every man. Yeah. Every single man will go through this process. Mm. Yeah. It's great. Good. It's great. That's a really good uh, understanding of all of that, Pearl. Thanks. Um, it seems appropriate now that we should move on to what the next song you've recommended or suggested for us, which was The Power of Love by Jennifer Rush. Would you like to explain why this song is so important to you? Yes, of course I do. It's when my husband and I got married, and we were married for over 30 years now. When we got married, this was a song that was sung at our wedding by a singer and um, a guitarist. So, And we both chose this as being our favourite song to have at the wedding, so every time I hear it, of course, I think of that day, and I just love it. It's a great song. Thank you for sharing. It's a great song. Let's play that. Hi, this is Steve Stakos, the Mayor of the City of Kingston, and you're listening to Radio Karam. Welcome back, and you're listening to Men With Spirit on Radio Karam with uh, Steve and Pete, and today we're just in the process of wrapping up our discussion on men's health, and specifically andropause, and uh, we're delighted to have uh, Pearl Rogers here with us today, and um, we're just talking in that uh, during the music there, which Pearl was getting quite excited about that song, really bringing back memories. Mm. But we thought there's a few um, other points that Pearl wanted to make, so we might continue that discussion. Uh, yes. Steve, go Yeah, on. Pearl. Um, you were mentioning off air as well about anxiety and depression that you see during this period of time. Can you talk to that, please? Yes, I can. And a picture that I often see is a woman has gone through menopause and has come out the other end of menopause in mid-50s, generally. Very, very rare, would they not? And their sexual desire has 
come a full circle and they've now come back to a point where they know how much sex they want or don't want or what their desire is like and they generally want to engage in life again in that intimacy Mm -hmm. but it's in the mid 50s point where the man is really really struggling now Mm -hmm. yeah and his desire is going downhill the partner's desire is going up so there's a real real clash and the man is holding that to himself, not discussing it, wonder what's going on. And then we get anxiety, we get depression mm-hmm. kick in. And the depression being generally caused by avoiding the subject. You know, depression is nearly always caused by avoiding something and mm-hmm. deciding that something is too hard. Yeah, mm-hmm. We'll avoid it. Mm-hmm. And the man is doing just that. I don't know what's happening. I don't know how to tackle this. I don't know what to do about it. So they start getting depressed. Often at that point, end up on antidepressants, um, which is going to make erectile dysfunction even worse in mm-hmm. most cases. So that is is a general picture that I see often. Yeah, And that is, as I said before, where it leads into getting the couple together talking about what's going on, getting all the facts out on the table and educating both about end reports so they can get on the same page and understand and support each other. The emotional support is so needed. It's critical to get through this stage. It's critical for a man to understand there's nothing wrong with them, Mm -hmm. that other men are going through this too. They're just not talking about it either. Mm -hmm. You know, I often say to my men, when you go in the cafe and you're having your coffee or whatever, just look across the table and say, he's suffering the same thing as me. He's just talking about it either. (laughs) Because that is actually what's happening. Yeah. So at that stage that you said, you know, the, the woman's sexual um, libido comes back a little bit and the guy's is, is waning at this point and you're saying you're going to bring them back together. Are we looking at increasing their, is it through the discussion and the openness of what is going on that alleviates that depression? And yes. are we looking at supplementing a way to increase their libido again to match their partners? Or is it about looking at sex in a very different way, in the way that they are intimate with one another once they, they're opened about what's happening to them? Yes. For me as a practitioner on how I work, it's looking at sex in a very different way. Mm-hmm. You know, a couple might say, well, we had sex three times a week. Well, it might be now they have sex once a week mm-hmm. yeah, or less mm-hmm. because that's what the body can sustain. You see, once you start talk about increasing hormone you're talking about a dangerous point in the body the body is pre-programmed like i said you know mother nature is wonderful everything's pre-programmed her buttons go off automatically and if you're going to start playing with that and saying well we're going to take no notice of that we're going to increase the hormone and i can increase hormone too through homeopathic medicines It's rare that I will do it because you're increasing a hormone above a point where the natural body says this is what your body is meant to now do. Mm. And we know we have had so much in history scientifically to say that increasing hormones can lead to cancer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I wouldn't as a practitioner never have said I'm going to be able to increase your libido to what it was 10 years ago because it's not meant to be there. Mm. But it so changes. many things about us yes. that, you know, you're in a 50-year-old body, you yes. cannot pretend to be a 20-year-old person yes. anymore. Yes, and you can't, you know, 
you can't have a 70-year-old woman with a 70-year-old man who's got the libido of a 36-year-old. Mm-hmm. You know, that Mother Nature didn't intend that to happen. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't happen unless we do it synthetically. And that's not good for overall health. You know, that's anything that you're boosting synthetically is going to affect every part of the body, every organ in the body has to work harder to keep up by what it's asked to do at a time when the program of the body is meant that the body starts to decline. So you're putting a lot more pressure on the heart, for mm-hmm. instance. Yep. And it's not what you want to do. I mean, it's, it'd be wrong of us to not bring up what a lot of men will want to do at this point, and let's take their little blue pill yes. and decide, no, I can reverse all of this. Yeah. What, what do you say to that? Yeah. Okay. Y- you can take the little blue pill and you can get an erection and you can have sex. Um, I, I've got to be cautious what I can say on here on air, but um, I would hate to be a woman who's having sex through Viagra. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything very natural about it. I don't think there'd be much very satisfying about it. It might make men feel good. But... Um, what they really need to be educated to is what we've just spent the last mm-hmm. um, 50, 20 minutes talking about is that andropause is hitting. And also if a man is taking Viagra, again, it's boosting the metabolism of the body. It's putting a pressure on the heart. Yeah? Mm-hmm. I don't think that's a good thing. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah, so it really comes down when we when we, when we look at this topic from top to tail it's really about the idea that we one become more educated about that this is actually happening it's normal expect it understand it and then see someone like yourself um to explore what you can do to boost through natural means and that is i mean you also have mentioned things like you know exercise and diet and and all of those reducing amount of stress in your life i mean things are changing um how do you encourage people or how do you encourage couples to start to talk about this? You know, if they don't see a counsellor, what would be some advice you could give to anyone who's listening out this? Go, how do you bring this topic up with your partner? Well, it's generally the woman who will do that. Generally the woman, or hopefully the women out there who hears this talk today, will say to their partner, I heard this today. Mm-hmm. I notice that some of these symptoms are happening to you. Mm-hmm. Are you willing to go and explore this? And let's do it together. Mm -hmm. I'm here to support you. I'm here to help you. Let's try and get some help together. Mm. Yeah, It starts there, Steve. It starts there. It's generally always a woman where it starts from. There are a few... There are no men who've ever come to me because of andropause. No. They've come for other reasons. And in the process of that, they've discovered through me... And reports is part of what's happening to you. Yeah. And I guess through this through this conversation we're having today, we're not just talking about men to uh, about men to men, but we're talking about what's happening to men to their partners in their life. And and hopefully that starts this conversation that this this is existing. So what is happening to you as a woman isn't happening to your partner in some extent, and understand that. Absolutely. So that's wonderful. I think that's really important that you know. Absolutely. And alcohol, of course, when a man is having anxiety and he's He's worried over his prowess, if we can use that word. Mm-hmm. Majority of men will start drinking more mm-hmm. heavily, um, and that exacerbates the problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the first things we want to look at naturally, 
-hmm. is reducing alcohol. Yeah. If they smoke, I don't I don't have many men who smoke, very 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 few, but if a man does smoke, try and get off it, try and stop it. Exercise, good diet, eating less because men generally put on weight and that concerns them too. You know, menopause puts on weight men and women and it's causing a man to realize that the food that he needs at 55 and 65 is very different to what he needed at 35 and 40. Mm, yeah. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, Pearl. That's been a fascinating discussion. Thank you very much. And uh, we're running out you know, of time. You know I could sit here and talk to Pearl well, like think, all day, but anyway, I know, I know, I know. we have I think to we end. All could, yeah. <laughs> you know, there's a saying within our profession, and it is that when women are in menopause, they are hot and they get fat. When men are in andropause, they get a new woman in a sports car. (laughs) (laughs) Good to finish on a note of uh, humour. Good on you. Thank Thank you you very much for having me. That's that's great, Pearl. Thank you very, very much. We will be putting um, uh, further links on uh, on our Facebook page uh, to other resources um, after this program is finalised. But... um, we're nearing the end of the show, but before we do, with our final piece of music, we'd like to touch on a few things. Um, firstly, just reiterate the point that all men are welcome at our Men With Spirit gatherings. We are very inclusive, but uh, as you'd appreciate, available places are uh, limited, so it's important to please register in advance to ensure we have a place for you. And you can contact us on Facebook or Messenger via uh, at or at uh, Men With Spirit, or you can email us at connect at menwithspirit.com.au. Finally, please uh, book your tickets for the fun-filled radio Karen fundraiser Check, I've done gala. that now, Pete. Mm-hmm. Yes, I've got mine and my wife's. Good, good. Listen. It's going See to you be there, a, Marcus. going to be a great night. Twenty fourth of June. Be there or be square, as they say. Uh, and you can get your tickets via the Radio Karen website uh, or the Men With Spirit Facebook page. Steve, thanks very much again for doing all the techo stuff. Thanks, Pete. Um, and we, I've got the music sorted out, so that's I think we're right there. Um, our final music selection is by an artist that you know uh, very well, Pearl, and you like very much, Edith Piath. And the song is La Vie en Rose. Would you like to explain why Edith is such an uh, important singer for you? Yes, well, I, you know, primarily it's her singing. I think she's got a, an amazing voice. And for anyone who doesn't know much about Edith, there is a movie called La Vie en Rose. It is the story of her life. She had a pretty difficult life, and she was quite a tenacious lady and did a very good job at living her life, and I admired her for that. Good on you. Thank you very much. Thank you.